TED Audio Collective. Do you know that every night I write down my plan for the following day? My to-do list, which in some ways is my set of goals for the day. Do I do this monthly? Nope. What about quarterly? Not so much either. How about you? How often do you set your goals? Well, it turns out if we don't take a longer view and set our long-term goals wisely, we might be missing out on our best chance to make an impact. Because goal setting is not as straightforward as it seems. Welcome to the TED Business Podcast. I'm your host, Madupa Akinola, Associate Professor of Management at Columbia Business School and Director of the Sanford C. Bernstein & Company Center for Leadership in Ethics. In today's talk from TED 2018, John Doerr helps us think through the power of setting huge aspirational goals measured in the right way. John Doerr is the chairman of Kleiner Perkins, the venture capital firm that has invested in several of the top technology companies in the world, including Google, Amazon, Compaq, Sun Microsystems, Drugstore.com, and Intuit. John explains that however promising your business plan, setting your goals in the right way can make or break it. As you listen, you're going to learn how to set goals that harness your passion into clear, actionable purpose. And this is from someone who knows just a little something about having the right objectives. This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well, now you can invest in what's trending in artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends. Then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy all the stocks in a theme as is or customize to better fit your investing goals. All in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Hey, TED Business listeners. We're supported by our friends at Working Smarter, a new podcast from Dropbox exploring the exciting potential of AI in the workplace. Working Smarter talks with founders, researchers, and engineers about the things they're building and the problems they're solving with the help of the latest AI tools. Tools that can save them time, improve collaboration, and create more space for the work that matters most. On Working Smarter, hear practical discussions about what AI can do so that you can work smarter too. Listen to Working Smarter on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit workingsmarter.ai. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. We're at a critical moment. Our leaders, some of our great institutions, are failing us. Why? In some cases, it's because they're bad or unethical. But often, they've taken us to the wrong objectives. And this is unacceptable. This has to stop. How are we going to correct these wrongs? How are we going to choose the right course? It's not going to be easy. For years, I've worked with talented teams, and they've chosen the right objectives and the wrong objectives. Many have succeeded, others of them have failed. And today, I'm going to share with you what really makes a difference. That's what's crucial, how and why they set meaningful and audacious goals, the right goals for the right reasons. Let's go back to 1975. Yep, this is me. I got a lot to learn. I'm a computer engineer. I got long hair. But I'm working under Andy Grove, who's been called the greatest manager of his or any other era. Andy was a superb leader and also a teacher. And he said to me, John, it almost doesn't matter what you know. Execution is what matters the most. And so Andy invented a system called Objectives and key results kind of rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> and it's all about excellent execution. So here's a classic video from the 1970s of uh, Professor Andy Grove. The two key phrases of the management by objective systems are the objectives and the key results. And they match the two purposes. The objective is the direction. The key result has to be measured, but at the end, you can look and without any argument, say, did I do that or did I not do it? Yes, no. Simple. <laughs> That's Andy. Yes, no, simple. Objectives and key results, or OKRs, are a simple goal-setting system. And they work for organizations, they work for teams, they even work for individuals. The objectives are what you want to have accomplished. The key results are how I'm going to get that done. Objectives, key results, what and how. But here's the truth. Many of us are setting goals wrong, and most of us are not setting goals at all. A lot of organizations set objectives and meet them. They ship their sales, they introduce their new products, they make their numbers. But they lack a sense of purpose to inspire their teams. So how do you set these goals the right way? First, you must answer the question, why? Why? Because truly transformational teams combine their ambitions to their passion and to their purpose, and they develop a clear and compelling sense of why. I want to tell you a story. I work with a remarkable entrepreneur. Her name is Jeannie Kim. She runs a company called Nuna. Nuna is a healthcare data company. And when Nuna was founded, they used data to serve the health needs of lots of workers at large companies. And then two years into the company's life, the federal government issued a proposal 
to build the first-ever cloud database for Medicaid. Now you'll remember that Medicaid is that program that serves 70 million Americans, our poor, our children, and people with disabilities. Nuna, at the time, was just 15 people, and this database had to be built in one year, and they had a whole set of commitments that they had to honor. And frankly, they weren't going to make very much money on the project. This was a bet your company moment, and Jeannie seized it. She jumped at the opportunity. She did not flinch. Why? Well, it's a personal why. Jeannie's younger brother Guy Mong has autism, and when he was seven, he had his first ground mal seizure at Disneyland. He fell to the ground. He stopped breathing. Jeannie's parents are Korean immigrants. They came to the country with limited resources, speaking little English. So it was up to Jeannie to enroll her family in Medicaid. She was nine years old. That moment defined her mission, and that mission became her company. And that company bid on, won, and delivered on that contract. Here's Jeannie to tell you why. Medicaid saved my family from bankruptcy, and today it provides for Gimong's health and for millions of others. Nuna is my love letter to Medicaid. Every row of data is a life whose story deserves to be told with dignity. And Jeannie's story tells us that a compelling sense of why can be the launchpad for our objectives. Remember, that's what we want to have accomplished. And objectives are significant. They're action-oriented. They are inspiring, and they're a kind of vaccine against fuzzy thinking. You'd think a rock star would be an unlikely user of objectives and key results, but for years Bono has used OKRs to wage a global war against poverty and disease, and his one organization has focused on two really gorgeous, audacious objectives. The first is debt relief for the poorest countries in the world. The next is universal access to anti-HIV drugs. Now, why are these good objectives? Let's go back to our checklist. Significant, check. Concrete, yes. Action-oriented, yes. Inspirational. Well, let's just listen to Bono. So you're passionate. How passionate? What actions does your passion lead you to do? If the heart doesn't find a perfect rhyme with the head, then your passion means nothing. The OKO framework cultivates the madness, the chemistry contained inside it. It gives us an environment for risk, for trust, where failing is not a fireable offence. And when you have that sort of structure and environment, and the right people, magic is round the corner. I love that. OKRs cultivate the madness, and magic is right around the corner. This is perfect. So, with Jeannie, we've covered the whys. With Bono, the whats of goal setting. Let's turn our attention to the hows. Remember, the hows are the key results. That's how we meet our objectives. And good results are specific and time-bound. They're aggressive but realistic. They're measurable and they're verifiable. Those are good key results. In 1999, I introduced OKRs to Google's co-founders, Larry and Sergey. Here they are. 24 years old in their garage, and Sergey enthusiastically said he'd adopt them. Well, not quite. 
what he really said was, we don't have any other way to manage this company, so we'll give it a go. And, and I took that as a kind of endorsement. <laughs> But every quarter since then, every Googler has written down her objectives and her key results. They've graded them, and they've published them for everyone to see. And these are not used for bonuses or for promotions. They're set aside. They're used for a higher purpose, and that's to get collective commitment to truly stretch goals. In 2008, a Googler, Sundar Pichai, took on an objective, which was to build the next generation client platform for the future of web applications. In other words, build the best browser. He was very thoughtful about how he chose his key results. How do you measure the best browser? It could be ad clicks or engagement or rep. No, he said numbers of users, because users are going to decide if Chrome is a great browser or not. So he had this one three-year-long objective: build the best browser. And then every year he stuck to the same key results: numbers of users. But he upped the ante. In the first year, his goal was 20 million users, and he missed it. Got less than 10. Second year, he raised the bar to 50 million. He got to 37 million users, somewhat better. In the third year, he upped the ante once more to 100 million. He launched an aggressive marketing campaign, broader distribution, improved the technology, and kaboom! He got 111 million users. Here's why I like this story: not so much for the happy ending, but it shows someone carefully choosing the right objective and then sticking to it year after year after year. It's a perfect story for a nerd like me. Now, I think of OKRs as transparent vessels that are made from the what's and hows of our ambitions. What really matters is the why that we pour into those vessels. That's why we do our work. OKRs are not a silver bullet. They're not going to be a substitute for a strong culture or for stronger leadership. But when those fundamentals are in place, They can take you to the mountaintop. I want you to think about your life for a moment. Do you have the right metrics? Take time to write down your values, your objectives, and your key results. Do it today. And if you'd like some feedback on them, you can send them to me. I'm John at WhatMatters.com. If we think of the world-changing goals of an Intel. Of Anuna, of Bono, of Google—they're remarkable. Ubiquitous computing, affordable healthcare, high quality for everyone, ending global poverty, access to all the world's information. Here's the deal: every one of those goals is powered today by OKRs. Now, I've been called the Johnny Appleseed of, of OKRs for spreading the good gospel, according to Andy Grove. But I want you to join me in this movement. Let's fight for what it is that really matters, because we can take OKRs beyond our businesses. We can take them to our families, to our schools, even to our governments. We can hold those governments accountable. We can transform those informations. We can get back on the right track. If we can. And do measure what really matters. Thank you.
Support for TED Business comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash tedbusiness. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash tedbusiness. Odoo, modern management made simple. Support for the show comes from Brooks Running. I'm so excited because I have been a runner, gosh, my entire adult life. And for as long as I can remember, I have run with Brooks running shoes. Now I'm running with a pair of Ghost 16s from Brooks. Incredibly lightweight shoes that have really soft cushioning. It feels just right when I'm hitting my running trail that's just out behind my house. You now can take your daily run in the better than ever Ghost 16. You can visit brooksrunning.com to learn more. K-R's. I love a good acronym. So John highlights that we usually focus on the what, the objectives, the direction, what we want to get accomplished, and we aren't as good at focusing on the key results, the how, which requires a sense of purpose to inspire our teams to accomplish our goals. But what I want you to think about is the question of when. When is the right time to set goals? John mentioned that employees at Google set goals quarterly and make these goals public, which helps hold them accountable. And quarterly does seem like a reasonable period, not only because it's a key marker of financial and other reporting, but also because a new quarter represents a fresh start. There is a phenomenon called the fresh start effect, coined by researchers Katie Milkman at Wharton and Heng Cheng Dai at UCLA. This is the idea that when we're able to wipe the slate clean, we feel more determination and energy, which can help us stick to our goals. And let me tell you, you know this effect, you've lived this effect. It's the same one that compelled you to join the gym in January and to make all of those New Year's resolutions. These are what researchers consider landmarks, which mark the passage of time and helps us separate past failures or mistakes and allocate them to the prior period. What this then does is it allows us to take a big picture view of our lives and our work, which can motivate more aspirational behavior. In other words, capitalizing on fresh start moments will increase your likelihood of meeting an OKR. So as a leader, manager, or an individual worker trying to set your direction, here's my question for you. How can you identify more outside of the norm, fresh start moments for yourself and for your team? These are moments that you can use as goal setting and goal revisiting opportunities. And then since we all know that after joining the gym in January, we end up spending February on the couch, how do you keep that momentum going? For starters, Come up with a few landmarks you consider fresh start moments. And please be creative because fresh start moments are all around us. 
An obvious one? Well, every Monday is a fresh start moment. So is your birthday or holiday, the start of a season of your favorite sport. And by the way, I'm a tennis fan. And if you're a tennis fan, maybe the three grand slams. I don't know what it is for you, but we all differ somewhat in what we might consider a fresh start moment. So try to choose a few that are unique to you in terms of marking a new beginning. There's no need to overdo it. Two or three landmarks per year are probably enough, depending on your aspirations and your pace. But do make those dates meaningful. Then, what I want you to do next is put a note in your calendar on that day reminding you to set and or revisit your goals. This is exactly what the researchers did in a study. They sent reminders to some people on days associated with landmarks and to other people on randomly selected days. And what did they find? People who were reminded to revisit their goals on landmark days were more likely to adhere to their goals and more likely to initiate goal-related activities relative to those who got their reminders on random days. So that is the when of goal setting. Want a little extra motivation? Try sharing the dates you put in your calendar with your colleagues and friends so you can hold each other accountable. That's it for this week. TED Business is hosted by me, Madupa Akinola. Grace Rubenstein is our producer. The show is edited by Sheena Ozaki and mixed by Dan DeZula. And special thanks to Colin Helms, Michelle Quint, Angela Chang, Corey Hajim, and Anna Phelan. Looking forward to talking to you again next week.